Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Shattercast. Today, we're going to be talking about Blizzard, Hong Kong, Blitzchung, and all the above. Let's move away from lies and fears. Perhaps it's time to leave. So thank you for joining us this week uh, as we address this topic. I have with me uh, Derek Whitmore, Joel, Joel Stunkard, hello. and my wife, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. Hey, Hi. Hannah. So it's been a fun week for Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, just gonna, yeah, just going to jump into it. Uh, on, this, on this podcast, we've uh, talked a lot about Blizzard, um, especially in the last uh, few months, getting excited for classic launching. Um, Giving you a few updates on our guild, like we've actually already started raiding, um, doing Molten Core and Nixia, having a lot of fun. Um, and then a little while ago, uh, after uh, a Hearthstone tournament, uh, a player by the name of Blitzchung uh, mm -hmm. uh, won uh, a decent prize. And in his post-match interview, uh, said something that uh, supported the protests in Hong Kong. Uh, as I'm sure all of you are aware... Uh, received a ban for one year and had his prize money taken away. Uh, since then, his ban was reduced to six months. His uh, prize money was returned. But there's been quite a lot of uh, community backlash. So I wanted to kind of open it up, let us all kind of share maybe our thoughts, um, what, we, what we've uh, experienced, what we're feeling, what we're thinking. Um, myself, as someone who's running a guild of almost 150 people that's uh, doing some some really, making some great strides and progressing through endgame content, um, I have close friends uh, from Hong Kong. And I'm, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, throw out like hashtag boycott Blizzard or anything like that. But I'm legitimately struggling with supporting Activision Blizzard um, in light of the decisions they've made. Um, so I, yeah, I, this is just going to be a really real podcast guys. Like this is, this is a difficult thing to talk about. It's a difficult thing to process. So, and we want to do this podcast today because we talk a lot about blizzard. We talk a lot about video games because a lot of us play them. Um, but people matter to us as well. <laughs> and, uh, there's a lot of things going on in the world. Uh, and we try to, you know, be careful how we tackle it. Um, I think the one thing that stood out, um, I was in a game store, uh, just yesterday before recording, uh, with a bunch of, uh, people from different walks of life, uh, playing games with, uh, six different people. And this topic came up and I was like, do you think Blizzard did the right thing? Um, again, when Blitzchung did that, they banned them and all that stuff. And universally they said, no, we think Blizzard should have left him alone. And, and the concern is that Blizzard made such a harsh penalty against this one guy because they're trying to seek some um, inroads into China and uh, trying to court kind of that. And when a bunch of people from the U.S., um, from university here, did something similar, it took Blizzard a good long time to come up with a ban against them. And so it seemed like a double standard. And I think that was one of the reasons there's a lot of outrage and why um, there's protests, people are not playing the game, there's been some events canceled. Um, we're recording this before 
uh, BlizzCon takes place. You're probably seeing this after BlizzCon, so we yeah. don't know what's going to happen. We're, we're all <laughs> with bated breath <laughs> see what's gonna waiting happen. to see what happens so, at BlizzCon. I, I think my point is, is that human rights is important, um, and so we want to be careful that we can support that anywhere. Um, there's tons of stuff on the internet that you can look up to find out that what exactly is going on. We, we won't spend a ton of time going through that, but um, BlizzCon's, or BlizzCon, <laughs> Blizzard, <laughs> who runs BlizzCon, is a business. We understand that. And they're trying to get into the market of China. But I think it all boils down to, are you going to do what's right, um, even when it's hard? And I think a lot of us felt Blizzard could have either given the guy a warning or said, hey, please don't use our stream um, to do that, and just left it. Um, because they went so harsh, because some words were said, um, I think that's why a lot of people feel like, Blizzard, what are you doing? Did you go too far? So what are kind of your thoughts about it, guys? I agree. I think that um, it's one thing to not have, um, to, to not want people uh, using your platform for whether it's a competition or gaming to uh, just share their opinions and views uh, when they're there representing your company. It's another to um, try to censor them and silence them when uh, they are speaking up about human rights issues and go so far as to um, take away something that they worked hard for, that's prize money, to ban them for something that they enjoy doing. Um, I, I can see them, like you said, Derek, giving the person a warning or maybe just saying, hey, we want to just focus on Blizzard and focus on the game and, and things like that. But uh, the extra steps that were taken against Blizzchung, um, I agree, went too far. And it it really does sort of speak to how Blizzard is probably just looking to secure their spot in, in their investors that are in China now. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is helpful for us to keep in mind is not all political statements are created equal, right? So someone espousing their political beliefs in general, Blizzard may not want. And that's one thing. It's another thing when they're protesting like human rights violations, you know, so like me giving my stance on uh, a political figurehead here in the U.S. versus me saying, hey, support Hong Kong, people are disappearing in the night is a little different, you know. And so to have one response to all of those things across the entire spectrum of opinions to be that even and fair and consistent, like as someone who works in HR, yes, they're supposed to be consistent. However, um, it lacks tact and it lacks, I think, a, a self-awareness about how things are going to be perceived, right? So the, one of the the pieces of the rule that they say that, that Blitzchung and then eventually they said that these American university students um, violated was to, to do anything that puts Blizzard in ill repute from the public eye. And... What makes me laugh in a sad way, not a funny way, is Blizzard did way worse for themselves in the way they reacted than what he had said. Because I guarantee you, if they hadn't done anything to him, no one would be talking about him. 
most sure. likely. No one would be talking about Blizzard. No one would be boycotting Blizzard. They hurt themselves a lot more than than anything that he said. Um, but it, it, what it feels like to me, and, and kind of what you mentioned, Derek, is they were afraid that if they didn't do that, that what he did would have offended China, would have hurt their chance of being in the Chinese market. Uh, Tencent is a Chinese game developer, media in general, uh, producer. They own 5% of Activision Blizzard. It's obviously not a controlling share by any means, but there's influence there, you know, and, and they've claimed that that influence had zero bearing whatsoever, that they would have taken the same action on someone if they espoused the opposite political view on their stream. Um, but again, the uh, not all political views are created equal. And I think that's important too. Well, I think we, when like we look at China, like the game market there is, is actually really big, <clears throat> and especially phone games, it's a lot bigger there than it is over here in like the West, from what I've read and from what I've researched. And we look at Blizzard. Blizzard makes phone games as well. Um, we saw the Diablo for phone came out, and here in the West, we're like, is this a joke? But it actually over there and China sold really well. Yeah. What you so, guys don't own phones? What? It comes to one of those things where it's like, you know, the reality, whether we agree with it or not, is that money does talk. <laughs> yeah. And they're looking at their investors and they're saying, uh, to us, it's worth more to keep that money flowing than it is to make a stand. Yeah. And at the point in our own lives, and we also have to make that choice in our own lives because different things, and especially if you're in the creative film, like like world, like the film world, it's like that. There's a lot of things that go on as someone who's stepped like a foot in whatnot that's very shady. And you get in there and once you're behind scenes then you really start to understand how things really move and how things really work. And that's the point where you gotta say, okay, where do I draw the line at? Where do I make my stand at? And it's good to know that before you go in. <laughs> then when you're already exposed to something that you're like, holy crap, I did not expect myself to be in this position. And now I have to make a choice where it's, my my code of what I believe in my integrity versus the money input and the money flow. And that's something that, you know, not every human being has to face, but I think in the creative world, because it's such a, a hot button place where there's a lot of different uh, political views that are being uh, shown into as, as opposed to a lot of other views that people's faith and whatever, that there seems to be a lot of agendas that, that are being pushed. And um, to know your stance going in and to also know what fights to pick and like what not and like what fights not to pick. It's a huge deal. And that's and that's the same when like we approach people with like our faith as well. Um, you know, if I talk to someone about God who's never heard about God before, or they don't have any understanding, like where do I ease myself into that? You know, do I start to hit, hit them with like all the super complex stuff at first or do I kind of ease it in? And it could, it could be a case by case basis, but where do I expend grace at? And where do I expend truth at? And the hope is to not have to expend either one, but the, the truth of the matter is that when we're faced with these type of things where it's like the like money or the right thing, it's a, even though it's very easy for us to say, always choose the right thing, when you're in that position, it's still it's still a tough tough choice. Like it, it like it like it like it's not becomes an easier choice, but it becomes a lot easier the more firm you are in, in like what you stand in, you know. So with Blizzard here, then I my like own theory is that they thought by putting the ban on this guy that they would shut the mouths of anyone who would 
stand up for any sort of political thing by like having someone get banned really hardcore would scare people off from doing it. You know, it's like you know, it's like the one kid in class who gets like the whole class in trouble kind of kind of kind of deal. Making an like, example. Yeah, of him. yeah. Well, they kind of make example of them. But then what happened is it obviously backfired because me, as someone who doesn't look too deep into Hearthstone, like I didn't really care until until as you said un, un, until this whole thing came up, and now it became a huge deal. And if they would have almost done a lot better if they almost let it slide, you know, and then really dealt with it if it started to become a reoccurring theme, then they may have said, hey guys, like. There's a lot of people at play here. There's a lot of things at play here, and we got to really choose because it's 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 tough, man. Especially as we know with Yana, and as you do your own research and as you make your own uh, like opinion of them, like the facts kind of show that they are making their place very much like a surveillance state, <laughs> and it's not very good for their people and. It's not very good for the whole world as a whole because there are businesses like that that go there and that are starting to be sh- 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 shaken up and really torn between what they believe in and what makes the money. And, you know, there's a verse that says, like, that the love of money is, like, the root of all e- e- evil. You know, it's not that money itself is real evil. It's that love of money to say, I choose my love of money more than someone else's basic human rights or above their opinion or whatever like that. And like I said, like we see this in so many different business worlds where mm-hmm. the l- 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 little guy may be overworked or the top guy is always at the office like every day, seven days a week because he has to manage everything. Like it's like at what point do we make a choice and say like, okay, like <laughs> is this really worth the cost money-wise if it's literally ki- killing someone or degrading them? And well, you make a good point. I think it's something that as Christians, uh, sometimes I see people kind of get into the trap of thinking that uh, money is the root of all evil and money isn't. Money is just a tool, right? You can you can do righteous things with money and you can do evil things with money. Money is just a tool. Yeah. You know, money is no more evil than a hammer, right? But you can use a hammer to hang up a piece of art or you can use a hammer to break in a car window, right? And so money can be used to further the kingdom of God. You can use money to build wells in underprivileged areas. You can use money to buy a kid a backpack for school whose parents can't afford it. You can use money for a lot of wonderful things. But the love of money, the seeking after money above, like you said, the rights of others or at the expense of degrading people is really the problem we have here. And and Derek, you were saying earlier that um, we are called to do what is right, even when it's hard. And I think what I'm struggling with, and I'd love to really get your guys' input here, is how much can I put that expectation on an organization that is secular, that isn't Christian? You know, can I, can I say that they should do what is right because I should do what is right? Um, you know, uh, that's why, like, even if I end up, like, canceling my last subscription and not playing and everything, I'm not going to be trying to tell everyone else to boycott Blizzard because that's a decision they have to make for themselves, you know. Um, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, this, this is hard for me. Like, I'm really just wrestling with all of this because, like, it's so bad what's happening over there. And to see an organization that has been a part of my life since I was a child, uh, just disregard it and, and wave it away is it, it really, it wrestles with me. I've, I've been playing blizzard games since the nineties, 
with StarCraft, the first one, with uh, Diablo, the first one. Like, I've been playing, you know, Blizzard games as long as I've been playing computer games. And now uh, it's just, you. it's like being betrayed by a friend. You know, they, they were such a big part of my childhood. And, you know, again, it's just a game. I know it's just a game, but all of my brothers live thousands of miles away from me. And the, the way that we connect, the way that we spend time together is playing online games and being on voice chat. So for me, it's not about the fact that it's a game that I'm going to miss playing. It's this is how I connect with my family. And now I feel like by doing that, I'm supporting an organization that has waved away human rights in the pursuit of money. I think about what you said with, uh, you know, people have to make the decision for themselves about whether or not they're going to support Blizzard's decision, um, continue to support Blizzard financially. And you may not be able to, you know, force someone to make a decision, but you can make sure that they are well informed about what is going on. And I think similarly, um, uh, sharing about Christ and is in a similar way, uh, like that because you can't force someone to, to make the decision to follow Christ, but you can make sure that they are well informed and that they know who Christ is and that Christ loves them and that he died on the cross for them um, for the sake of their sins. That's a fantastic point. <laughs> and I think also that Blizzard is a company made up of employees. Um, and I think our frustration is to some leaders in Blizzard who respond in certain ways because they felt they had to. Um, and so, and it's been interesting to see some even Blizzard employees yeah. doing things to come against and, and um, what was done. And, and to be fair to note, Blizzard is starting to change some of their response. Uh, slowly it seems, but again, they uh, gave Blitzstrong back his prize money. They lowered the ban to six months. Um, I, I think the positive in that is that fan outrage has caused them to listen. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a positive thing that we can listen, even though Blizzard is an, a Christian company um, and fans may not all, all be believers, but this has collectively said, hey, Blizzard, you've gone too far. And so I think that's a reminder to us, if you feel something is going too far, use your voice and say something. I, I think about you know even kids in high school who might be getting bullied and, and teachers other students stand up and say something. Um, I think that's one of the reasons we wanted to do this because I think there's a lot of faith points we can get from this. And one is uh, when I was in high school, uh, God revealed something to me and, and it basically said, stand up for what you know is right even when you feel you're standing alone. Amen. Because you're never truly by yourself. God is there and he will raise people who will follow your example. But sometimes you have to be the first person to step up and say, no, that's True. not right. Yeah. And so I think where it's with games or whatever, you know, um, like you said, you know, it, it's games, but it's bigger, bigger than that. It's what they represent. I think, you know, fans standing up say, hey, Blizzard, you're going too far here. I think it's a step in the right direction. And I think also we all have this pressure like Blizzard's leaders, like, hey, do I do what I think is right or do I cave in because of X, Y, and Z pressure? And um, one of the things I love about the Bible and about God, he says over and over again, do what is right first. <laughs> no matter what consequence you feel might come immediately, yeah. um, because at the end, I will take care of you. Um, and there's tons of pastors that talk about that, Acts 5, 29 and uh, Galatians 1, 10, both 
um, Peter and the apostles and Paul stand up and say, hey, are we to serve man or are we to serve God first? If I'm going to serve God, then I'm going to do what's right. Even if people um, come against me, that's my first priority. And I'm going to trust that God's going to take care of me in the end. And uh, Micah 6, 8 uh, mm -hmm. spells out what we're called to do. And it says to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with God. And so I think when we're faced with these decisions where you're in leadership or where you're a student or, you know, and, and there's this outside pressure to do something that you know is not right, I just would encourage you, like I would encourage Blizzard, to do the right thing first. And even if you feel there's some consequences behind that, it's okay. It's going to work out in the end because God's going to take care of you. Yeah. Well, well, like what's cool about that, and like this, like, and, and this, like my last thought about that is like it says that when we're punished for doing good, or then like that's a place where God will bless us. That mm -hmm. so we can look forward that even if you stand alone, then you can be confident that God sees that and he's going to bless you in that place, which is pretty neat because there's a, you know, it does not have to be a dreadful thing to stand alone. Mm -hmm. You know, it, there's actually some great perks to it, to be honest. Like if you look at how J Jesus lived and how Paul lived and, how, and all these people live, like pe people st st stood, stood against them all the time and God grew their ministry every time it happened. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I think... The thing that, that I want to leave off on, the thing that I want us to be thinking about as we wrap this session up is uh, one of the shows I grew up watching is Boy Meets World. I think most of us probably watched at least some of it. Um, maybe a lot of our viewers watched Boy Meets World. There was an episode where uh, it was right after uh, or leading up to around high school graduation. Right, so all of his Mr. Feeney's students were were graduating high school, and the the bell rings, half the class leaves, and it's just your main characters, right? You've got Sean and Corey and Topanga, um, Topanga. Minkus, right? That was Minkus. I don't think Minkus was in the room, but yeah, uh, I, th I don't remember if he was or not. <laughs> but uh, there was a moment where Feeney's kind of given a goodbye speech to him, and one of the things that he says, and one of the last things he says, is "Do good." And Topanga, the ever uh, astute grammarian, uh, raised her hand and she's like, uh, Mr. Feeney, don't you mean do well? <laughs> and with tears in his eyes, he says, no, do good. Because what mattered to him isn't that they were successful, isn't that they had cushy jobs and lots of money and big houses. What mattered to him is that they did something that mattered. Amen. That they did something mm -hmm. good. And that is what the Bible calls us to do is to do good. That's that's what we're supposed to do. I mean, I can't I can't put it any more simply than that. We are to do good regardless of what it costs. It cost Christ everything. It cost Peter everything. It cost Paul everything. Everything. At the cost of everything, we are to do good. So, as we close out and as you guys go throughout the rest of your week until you see us again do good let's move away from lies and fears perhaps it's time to leave Free from how you look or what they say like